Everybody listen to We're Not Wizards. Because we are the best. And we're not wizards. No matter what anybody says. Goodbye. It makes it easier to line it up. We clapped like, three times on Death by Monsters. Uh, That's because okay. Matthew Jude is a crazy man. <laughs> I can do I can do um, a Matthew Jude impression. Oh, I want to hear it. I can't get I, his accent. Can you not? I know. Kind of like I feel strange... like I can do other ones, but there's something about where his voice sits in his skull that I can't quite <laughs> get. Um, and it might just be because also it's a mix. Like it's not his actual accent. It's like his real no. accent that he's like tamping down. And so yes. there's no way to really know how he's going to say any word. And the difficulty is that I can only really do it when I'm shouting. Mm, I did it at Gears. I did it at Gearstones when I was there because he was playing a game with everybody else. And I just repeatedly came out and on reflection, <laughs> that probably wasn't a good thing to completely impersonate somebody but you know how when you meet when you meet somebody for the first for the and it wasn't even the first this is the thing i'm trying to build up excuses in my brain it wasn't even the first time <laughs> that i met him because i met him at aircon and it was kind of like oh you're tall yeah he is taller than you think <laughs> he's, he's tall be. Mm-hmm. i know he is. i was just like that because normally just, i see him just like this sitting down in front of a computer screen, you don't get a feel of how tall a person no, is. And he you talks about how tall he is. And I'm like, you're not, though. You're, And then in real life, you're like, ah, oh, I do uh, only come up to your shoulder. Huh, how about that? And Yeah, and there's the whole hat thing kind of going on, which just adds on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a little bit. Just a little bit extra. Bit, yeah. I, I've got a theory about this, mm-hmm. or a hypothesis, if you're... Okay, let's hear yeah, it. That he has got a really, really tightly matted bun of hair (laughs) and then what he does is on a weekend he'll remove the hat Mm -hmm. he'll take out and i'm gonna use this bobby pins Mm -hmm. because i'm you know american (laughs) y'all and there's a big just a cascade of hair it all comes out you know i have actually had the privilege of seeing him without a hat on and it's true it's just like a big, like a top knot kind of situation. And then it's it just, just like, it comes down. It's majestic. It rivals Nick Murphy's current hair situation, really. Cousin it. That's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking about. And this is when he takes to the, he takes to the local woods mm-hmm. and perpetuates the Bigfoot myth. This is exactly it. This he's, is exactly, he is Harry and the Hendersons. figured out. He actually I might totally sue you for revealing his secrets. When he hears this, I can edit this out though. We have the power. <laughs> as long as you're not in a kind of a dual recording situation and you're like, oh yeah, you thought we were talking about this, but what we're actually talking about is this. this. And we caught him and stuff like that. Right. So there you go. So that's it. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to, I'll probably cut in an intro. I don't know. Cause I usually go like, I usually go, hi, welcome to 
We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for... And then go, April. But you didn't sing the harmony, so, you know, that's destroyed that. And um, uh, Oh, no. I Oh, gosh. I've already... Just kick me off the show already. Just, it's over. Okay, Thank you bye. so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's, it's, I'm sorry I immediately ruined it. Definitely been a 6 out of 10. Oh, um, boy. Well, you know what? That's better than... That's better than average, just slightly. That's pass. That is a pass. Know? That is a pass. But in so, the world of video games, that's you're like, just not going to get the sequel. Mm-mm. You're just a fail. It's not good at all. If you get anything all. below a nine, people get mad. I don't get they that. They say you're biased. When did it? An eight. Eight's good. Yeah. Seven's good. Seven is, a, is an A pass. In the Scottish education system, if you get over seven, if you get 70%, you're an A pass. You're an A pass student. That's that's where we are sitting. A, yeah. Whoa, for seventy percent, I want to go to school in Scotland. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it was when I was a young lad, but then you know, obviously, we were still staring at the moon when I was a young lad and going, "What's that? <laughs> what? What is Do that? we re- does it revolve around us? Or do we revolve around it?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of being scared. I don't want to stare at it too long in case it takes my soul. Um. <laughs> That kind of th- and and of course I wouldn't you wouldn't have spoken like that because that's not a Scottish accent. No, James I wouldn't. I also bob. cannot do a Scottish accent. Look, accents. Look, accents are not my forte. There are some that I can do, but I am not gifted in it. Um, unfortunately. See, I'm not bad at accents, but that but then that is um, that is because I have done um, some acting stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I have to, but I'm I, still bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> see, see with the see with the acting stuff, right? Because this is right, okay, this is what I see, right? You see like okay, you see like oh, here's Chris Hemsworth, he's now playing Thor, blah mm. blah blah. You know. And then what they do is they then, and let's show him on his first role. And it turns out that he's been involved in acting for like, you know, here's his first thing when he was in Australia doing like a serial mm-hmm. commercial. Is that, with you being involved kind of in the industry, is that how it goes? You need to be like kind of starting like that, that young in order people, to get it. Yeah, do start really young and then you don't hear anything. You don't really become aware of who they are until they're mm. older. And even if they don't start really young, it really is like, oh, this person came out of nowhere and suddenly they're a star and yeah, wow. I saw that, yeah. And then you look back at their credits and you're like, no, they've been doing this for 10 years. They're just mm-hmm. now at a point where anyone knows who they are or cares who they are or finally have gotten a role where people notice them but they've been mm-hmm. doing stuff or trying to do stuff for a long time so yeah that's pretty normal most people do not just suddenly book their first starring movie star type role out of absolutely nowhere unless you're just incredibly beautiful which you know <laughs> does happen for the few I, lucky i f- <laughs> i did find <laughs> i found that myself but i did have to um turn down the role of iron man um, due to not being good enough, which is just one of my one of my biggest regrets. Were you were you doing stuff from a were you doing stuff from like a young age? I not mean, were like you in a professional capacity? Yeah. I mean, I've been like taking like theater classes or trying to do plays and stuff like that since I was a kid. I always loved mm-hmm. 
acting and playing pretend and all of that. But in terms of like trying to do it actually professionally, I didn't really start until after I graduated from college that I really was like, oh, I could do this professionally. Um, mm-hmm. so. what, is it you did? what is it you did at college? Um, well, I studied, so I got my degree in electronic media broadcasting, but I wow. also studied theater. Um, I didn't get my degree in it, but I took a ton of extra class. I could have double majored, I suppose, but I liked the freedom of being able to take whatever theater classes I wanted as opposed to yeah. the classes that would have been required for the degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So I studied theater in college, but it was still, I was two years into college before I really was like, you know what? I think maybe I could pursue this professionally and maybe I won't be happy if I'm not trying to pursue it professionally. And before that, I was in denial. I kept thinking, oh, I could have a normal job. I could work in an office from nine to five and be happy. (laughs) And then I realized that's just not true for me. But you, I mean, have you always been a little bit of a, a little bit? terrible have you always been like a bit of a performer have you always kind of been a bit of a song or a dancer a joker kind of thing yeah when i was a kid i would finish my dinner before everyone else and then i would like put on a show for the rest of my family while they finished their dinner um i would just like basically get up from the table and like sing and dance and tell jokes or cut up you know just be really obnoxious is is what i was doing um obnoxious (laughs) curly hair Uh, it was it wasn't curly, but you know what? Neither was Shirley Temple's. Was her, it not? Hers was curled like that by her mom every day. Those weren't real curls. Poor thing. That's such a fraud. I mean, I'm already you're already blowing open the entire. You know, that's one kind of fact I thought that was true. Is just like I've mm. got to completely deny. We've blown apart just... two people's hair secrets now. <sighs> Matthew Jude and Shirley Temple. Were... <laughs> See, now I've got to keep. Oh no! The Matthew Jude thing in now. <laughs> Because otherwise, if we cut out the Matthew Jude thing, Paula, then what is going to happen is people are going to go, what's the hair Matthew Jude thing? And then it'll turn into, and then it'll turn into Jude Hairgate. And then there'll be a hashtag. He'll be so and then happy I'll just we have talked to about leave. him, though. He will. He'll be it's so like, happy. Is this, is this when you step in and just go, you're talking about my goddamn hair? <laughs> yeah. And, you know... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did picture him being the one. I can picture with that voice. I can picture yeah. exactly how he yelled it, leaning away from his microphone like that. He yep. does. You can just imagine that he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to redline it. Mm-hmm. So he sits back. He does. And he goes. They even talked about my hat. <laughs> and and back in again. But that's probably on reflection. That sounds good to other people. But Matthew's going to be. He's probably tall enough to pick me up and put me on a big shelf that I won't be able to get to get down again See, it's more mean but you know what sometimes you have to risk the consequences of like breaking an important hard-hitting news yeah. story mm-hmm. and i say that's what we're doing here i think you know um this this is the magic dude expose an, i can't we're not even gonna talk about me <laughs> there's gonna be a there's gonna be a netflix um there's gonna be a netflix series and you know and and and, and there's gonna be memes and stuff mm-hmm. and it's going to be hat hair and you know big foot and and kind of and kind of everything kind of everything along those lines um is it you um am i right you were in you were you started on the east coast mm-hmm. if we look at the map mm-hmm. if we look at that map <laughs> you, you started off right about up there down a then, little yeah 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 down in north yeah. carolina so like southeast yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's where i grew up uh i was born in louisiana 
All right. Uh, in Baton Rouge, and then uh, lived very briefly in Ohio. Don't oh. remember it at all. Uh, <laughs> at all. And then we moved to North Carolina when I was three. So I grew up in North Carolina. Went to uh, college in North Carolina mm-hmm. or a university, I suppose. Um, in North Carolina, <laughs> just you know to translate yeah. for. Yeah, I get. I kind of get. I, there's listening. there's subtitles across the bottom which I'm um, reading as we go. Perfect. It's kind of it's quite useful. <laughs> Um, well, I just recently learned that college is straight up just a different thing. Really? At least in yes, it is. England. Because it's more like our last two years of high school, I guess, are college, at least in some places. Well, over here, what they used to be is um, it used to be an awful lot more difficult to get into university. Mm. So university, they used to say, oh, if you're in university and you're the top 5% mm. of the world. And then what happened is the colleges that was where you went if you wanted to do kind of lower certificate mm-hmm. stuff. And then what they started to do is they started to convert the colleges into universities. So we more talk about universities than we talk about colleges. Mm-hmm. But you still get things like nursing college and stuff like that yeah. as well. So but so did you you did all your education in uh you did all your education in North Carolina then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of it in North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. And then after I graduated, I was stayed in North Carolina for about two years and just worked mm-hmm. in theater there, um, started teaching. Um, I did some work with the children's theater and then said, you know what? I think I have grown as much as I'm going to here. Um, mm-hmm. I think if I'm going to uh, get older and not be bitter about my life choices. I need to go somewhere else and just try some things um, rather yeah. than staying where I'm from. That was just what felt right for me. And so I considered a bunch of places. I nixed New York pretty quickly because uh, I'm an okay singer, but I am nowhere near strong enough to do Broadway. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm probably not going to do that. And New York just seems it just it seems like a really hard p- place to live. So then I considered Chicago for a little while, and I considered Denver for its theater scene. Wow. Um, okay. And then I thought about L.A. and a friend of mine said, "You know what? Um, you should probably go to Los Angeles because if you want to try and break into TV and film, you're probably going to want to start younger than older. Yeah. And you probably are more willing to put up with bullshit right now than you will be later." So you should go to L.A. and put up with it now. And you can always leave and go to Chicago or wherever for th- and yeah, focus yeah, on yeah. theater later. Yeah. But you, And I was like, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense. So then I packed up my car and I drove across <laughs> the country and it was very fun. And then uh, I, I moved to L.A. having never been in the city ever before. Wow. <laughs> Which was very scary and I don't recommend that. Um, but yeah, and then 10 years went by and I'm still here. But what... What kind of things were you looking to do at the time? I mean, was there was there? Did you go with? Because people thought, oh, you gotta, you gotta, you know, visualize your dream, and you've mm-hmm. gotta, you know, you've gotta think about where you're aiming and stuff like that. But did you did you say were you saying right? I'm going to go for I want to go for lead roles, or did you were you just think like if I can get anything at all, I'll be happy? Or did you have a particular kind of vision that really you wanted is, to um, aim for at the time? Anything at all? Just working. My goal really was if I could just make a living from acting work and to Mm -hmm. be honest with you that's still my goal it is not an easy thing to achieve (laughs) people are like oh you're going out there to make it you want to be a movie star and i'm like i mean that would be cool but really 
Like, I don't have a desire to be, like, famous. I actually think there are a lot of things about that that are unappealing. You know, you don't get to just, like, be live your normal life when everyone knows who you are. Um, but what I want is to be acting. I want to be able to be filling my days with that. And um, mm-hmm. the dream really would be if I was at a point where that was all I was doing was supporting myself financially through acting work. <laughs> like I said, I've been here 10 years. I've booked some things, but none of it, you know, steady enough to be like, yeah, this is what I'm, I'm only supporting myself from this. Though I'm starting to branch out into some other performance-based areas that are allowing me to kind of focus more on just performing, even if it's not in the traditional way in the industry that I had originally been thinking it would be. All right. Okay. mm -hmm. Okay. And, and in terms of like, I mean, is it as cutthroat and as kind of hard work and is terrible because they kind of always make it out the stereo the stereotype thing is it's you know you're fighting against another 400 people you know in order to get a role and it's all cut through and the movie movie producers are all terrible people and you know and you've just got to have that special thing and you'll go along to a million auditions and you'll end up you know is it that kind of bad or is that kind of overplayed a bit i mean is it a little bit more kind of stable now and a bit more i think it is actually a lot like the first thing um i think that (laughs) stereotype comes from a really truthful place i mean it is true that for a two-line role on a tv show two thousand people might get submitted for that and they are going to pick maybe maybe 20 to come in and actually audition for it so even just getting the audition is a huge win statistically and then from those 20 people, they're only going to cast one person to say two lines on that TV show. Um, and it can be, you can be really, really good and really, really talented and not book work for any variety of reasons. You look too much like a series regular on the show and they're afraid the audience is going to confuse you with them or you look like the director's ex and they don't want to, you know, or <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, someone decides... You know, someone higher up goes, actually, I know this person and I want them to have the part. You know, there's any number of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I do think you can shield yourself a little bit from some of that more cutthroat stuff just based on like, just like in any community, you know, and who you choose to interact with. You know, you can be a person who just goes to parties to network and schmooze and never feel like you're actually making a personal connection with anyone because you aren't. You're only trying to be self-serving and meet people yeah, who yeah. you think can help you. Or you can focus on finding the people you connect with actually. Now, maybe that's why I'm, I'm still not making full-time money from, from acting work because I'm not schmoozing enough, but... uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know maybe maybe there's a reason for that but so i think there there's both it it can be i think it can absolutely live up to that stereotype um yeah but there are good people in the industry and I, there's a lot of good things about the city of los angeles um there's a lot of terrible things but i think it's easy to ignore and forget about the really good things but there's a lot of really good things here like i really do like living here did you miss home was it hard being away from home for those kind of like that first while yeah. and was yeah, was there points where you really like kind of was. was there points where you ever like I just want to go home dread the boards I think gonna do that yeah I in the first year was definitely hard especially mm. like seeing like oh this play is being produced back home 
that I know I would have gotten cast in and I'm not booking anything here. And that would be tough. Um, Or just missing my family or my friends there. Um, Or even really when I got the most homesick was the first time I went back home and visited, like for the holidays. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was like, oh, because you notice things about where you're from after you've been gone for a while. Yeah. So I'd never appreciated how green North Carolina is until I had lived in a desert <laughs> yeah. for like six months, you know? And then I was like, wow, yeah. there's just trees everywhere. It's so lush and pretty. Like, I was like, oh, I kind of miss this. You go back to LA and there's painting the the grass green right? with food like, coloring to make it come up near we go. Just a trickle of sewer water. Straight up, that's real. Uh, <laughs> It's such a lovely smell, though. Wow! <laughs> on a nice, on a nice kind of day. Um, are you, are you the type of performer that prefers kind of like a reactive kind of audience? Because obviously, in my research, mm. and I did research because I have a, I have a question that I said I would promise myself I would remember. Okay, Paula, I promise remember. But, um, you've done some theatre stuff. Mm-hmm. And you obviously get the, the kind of the reaction, but yeah. you also did the improv stuff as mm-hmm. well. So, what do you prefer doing? Do you prefer? Would you prefer doing the kind of the film stuff where you've got a director going, "Yeah, that's great," but could you do the armpit farts a little louder next mm-hmm. time, or do you prefer kind of like the kind of the on the scene kind of audience interaction? Oh, that's a hard question. There are things I prefer about theater and there are things that I prefer about camera work Mm. there is definitely I mean the thing that on camera acting is really lacking is that exchange of energy the best Mm. thing about theater or improv is like it's kind of a partnership with the audience you know you're putting out energy as a performer and the audience is giving you energy back with the way they respond to you and it's really, it fuels what you're doing and it leaves after a show, after a live show, I'm like hyped up and yeah. then I crash later. I have an, an adrenaline crash. Oh yeah, no, I'm, no, no. Yeah. 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 Like I'm just like, you're feeding off of that. And after camera work for me, I'm just tired when it's done <laughs> because you're putting out energy all day long and no one's really giving it back to you in that way. You're not getting that instant mm-hmm. feedback mm-hmm. to your joke, but it, like if your joke or your emotional moment or whatever is working in a live performance, you know, like this, uh, one of the last shows I did uh, before I moved away from North Carolina was a show called The Last Night of Ballyhoo. And in it, my character, at the end of the play, my character and her love interest, like finally kiss. And one of our audiences, when we kissed, they like cheered. And it is one of the (laughs) coolest moments. I was like, wow, they were really invested and they were excited to see this happened with our characters and it's one of the like coolest moments as a performer that I've had. And you just like don't get that no, when no. you're like on a film set. Um, no, but- I, I mean, I, yeah, I did stand up. Mm-hmm. And stand up is That's just scary. like. <laughs> I haven't done stand up. I did stand up. I did stand up like, um, oh my goodness, I can't even think, maybe 20 years ago. But that was the thing where you can, when. <laughs> When somebody says to me, oh, this performer has got um, substance abuse issues. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, I totally see why. Because I, I don't remember feeling any better when you had a really, really good 
10, 15 minutes, mm. half hour on stage and the audience were just looking at you and you could say anything at all and they were, you, you were, you're right, they're kind of giving you that energy mm-hmm. back and it's absolutely fantastic. Um, and, and that was just, that was just kind of like amazing. But also at the same time, I remember, um, um, I did Godspell. I and love I, Godspell. I played, Je- <laughs> I did, I played Jesus and Godspell. Oh, nice. And, uh, I did the, the bit just before he gets crucified mm-hmm. and I kind of did all the kind of the solo speech and the audience went quiet they went totally quiet mm. for the all the way through I was just like <gasps> yeah and then I looked uh, up and I almost fluffed my lines because I was like have I have I are people not liking this and it was like everybody in folks just went oh that was like, that was quite scary quite intense I feel like Stop when that. they're when they're that quiet it means you've really got them yeah. They aren't moving. They aren't breathing. Like they're they're when when the audience when you can't hear the audience like shifting in their chairs or like crumpling their program, that's when you know you've got them in a serious moment. They're so invested. Mm-hmm. But it can also be you're like, wait, why aren't they responding <laughs> exactly. at all? Like, like what's like, happening? Or like uh... if you're just doing a matinee a show of something, which is always oh. a sleepier audience, and they just don't laugh at any of the jokes, and you're like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> this was funny last night. <laughs> I did. Um, I did the um, the scariest show I ever did because I did a lot of Amdram because I'm a I'm a show off. I mean, and and, and it's <laughs> it's kind of podcasting and 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 we'll get onto that anyway. It's a different world altogether. But the scariest show I ever did was the Full Monty musical. Oh yeah, because there was the audience were basically it was ninety five percent women, <laughs> and they were. They got to the end. They really got into. I was like, were they, they, were they really, rowdy? They really. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they had to. Have the, they had. We. We were considering cattle prods at one point, mm-hmm. just you know, and just bringing <laughs> on the hoses just to kind of keep them cool because they were like really. They were really, really kind of you know, getting into mm-hmm. you know they were like okay were you're meant thirsty. to be rowdy. They were there was definitely you know um I think the bar was you know they started uh, licking the. Glue off the carpets. That's how thirsty they were, <laughs> and but that was a, that was kind of like a that was kind of like a, a kind of like a scary time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, in terms of then, you know, would you you still are you still doing the improv just yeah. now? Is that still mm-hmm. a regular thing? I do. I do still regularly. Um, well, right now it's a little weird because um, we're not <laughs> technically doing it. But before yeah. we all were told we had to stay in our homes, um, I was doing regular improv. Um, I had two teams that I was working mm. with and um, both performed uh, once a month. So I had a show twice a month. Um, one of them is a musical improv team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I get together with them to just like practice and work with a coach um, twice a month. And then one Friday, the first Friday of every month, we host a show where we perform and we have other teams come and perform. So, yeah, I still do that. And I love it, especially musical improv. It's so fun. Is it like a whose line is it anyway? It's more long form than that. So whose lines anyways, like little short form games. But what Mm. we do is we actually, we do scenes. um, And sometimes we'll try and string them together like they're a narrative. Um, Mm -hmm. But so it's a little more long form. Like you're watching just an improvised scene from, you know, a play or something with songs. Because it's musical improv, we break into song typically. And you just make, and you just make it up on the spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have someone who plays the keyboard for us and he makes up the music as well. And then we sing based on what he's making up and we make it up and it's 
one of when I first started doing it, it's one of the scariest things ever because you go, well, how do I know what notes to sing? How do I know? And everyone's <laughs> like, no one knows. No one knows what notes to sing. You just get used to hearing it. In the, it was oh, really dear. hard for me at first to hear like, I could, OK, I can hear what the accompanist is playing, but how do I know mm. what to sing? And they're like, you just will. If you have any musical ability at all, you'll find it. And then with practice, you do. You get better at it. Um, but it's so it's so funny. It's one of the most supportive things I've ever done. Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's really important when you're doing improv for the people who are doing improv with you to support you in your choices. But in musical yeah. improv, it is extra. Like everyone has to be on board immediately or the format fails because it's... Yeah heightened you know musicals are naturally just a very heightened form of communication we don't just sing to each other in real life and so it's just like you can improvise you can do a musical improv scene with someone you've never met before and at the end of it you're almost like wow it was like we knew each other it was like we were best friends in that moment because you immediately just jump on board and you're like yes whatever you're doing it's awesome and i'm going to add to it and it's just a really cool feeling and it's fun. Who doesn't like musicals? Okay, well, lots of people don't like musicals, but they're wrong. But they're cold in their hearts. Yes, they are. And they have no joy. They need, they need you know, I, I don't, and I, it's like people that say they don't like soup. But there's so many different varieties of soup. Right? And you it's like musicals. You can find a soup meant for you, surely. Yeah. And you can definitely find, you know, something to keep you going. It's it's just one of these you know it's just one of these things musicals yeah I, I I still I there's part of me that knows that I would go back and I if I went and did try to do a musical now I would be grumpy police chief you know or I'd be Officer Krupke if it was West Side Story I mean that's what you know I'd have the song <laughs> sung about me I would definitely I mean this would not be able to take part in any kind of uh, in any kind of um, dance number. Kind well, of thing. It's not, you know, it's not dance gonna... in them. I've always found that. Yeah, I, I thought that was going to be. I thought that was going to be the case when we did the full Monty, and it turns out there's the big basketball dance right in the middle. Mm. And I've, I've never ever, kind of, um, been so physically trim in my life with the amount of kind of exercise that we were kind of, kind of doing yeah. at, kind of doing at the time. Um, do you, do you have to be quite fast thinking then? Do you have like a playbook of? songs lines and stuff like that that you that you come down on or is it just the kind of like the mood at the time it's really just whatever you think of in the moment um really yeah i mean people will have kind of like go-to shticks you know like yeah. certain jokes or characters that they will uh-huh. like automatically go to but really yes. because the song is coming from whatever happened in the scene and whatever happened in the scene is coming from whatever suggestion the audience gave us it's mm-hmm. different every time and so it really is just like whatever you think of in the moment, you just are spitting out. As it comes into your head, you're saying it. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. I just, are you like um, Eminem, like a battle rapper? <laughs> I have been working <laughs> on my <laughs> rapping, actually. Is this what we're doing? I did That'd do be... an entire improvised rap show recently, but really? am I good at it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to battle rap someone? Not anytime soon. I would think that would... I mean, you're in LA. I mean, you could just rock up. I mean... You'd need a... I... You'd need a... You'd need a... Um, you'd need a rap name, though. I you do need, need a rap your, name. You need to think about that. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Mm. I feel like it's probably like a little something, some, like a little Deming or something, which sounds little Deming so sounds good. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna get laughed off the stage before you even start. Yeah. Here's little Deming. No, like, no, well, they're not. No, no, hmm. no. You failed. Get off the stage. Bye. Get off the stage. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, the question I was going to ask is, um, on your acting professional resume, or CV as we would call it over mm-hmm. here in, in the proper place where <laughs> proper English words are spoken, mm-hmm. um, which is a lie because CV actually is a Latin word meaning curriculum vitae, so I've just killed say, myself. What does CV stand for? I've always it's wondered. It's curriculum vitae, which is something to do with life. I'll need to ask Liz Davidson because she's a Latin teacher, so, like, so she'll be able to... So your resume is just like, what have you done with your life? That feels Basically. reductive, I'll say. <laughs> my life it's is almost... more than just the credits on my resume. <laughs> it's kind of like saying to you, right, okay, this is, this is going to be self-effacing. You're going to feel bad about yourself. But what, what actually have you done with your life? But I'm just, <laughs> right, okay. My question is, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have on the list, and it's an impressive list. I mean, I had to read it. It's got lots of really complicated words, which I didn't understand. <laughs> but you have on your list of skills, you have firearms and mm-hmm. balloon modeling. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was wondering, was there, <laughs> which one are you better at? And, and secondly, oh, what kind of person goes, okay, so I'm really good at, fi- I'm, I'm competent firearms balloon modeling i mean i can let me tell you about that special skills section of a resume um it it is two things it is one hey what are things that other people maybe aren't experienced with that i could do and look reasonably realistic uh in your movie doing firearms what is a thing that yeah Will be so- sort of unusual that, but uh, that I can actually do, but that might make you remember me or ask me a question in the audition. Oh, balloon animals! So that's how those uh. two different things, and I can't actually do balloon because I've done a lot of um, birthday party performing. Um, All right, and that did involve. Now look, I'm not real good. I'm not gonna like go stand out on a pier in a tourist area and make you a balloon animal that looks like Elmo or something. That's not happening. I'm not making like, like monkeys hanging out of a palm tree. That's a hat that you can wear. But I can do like a dog and a fish and a sword. All right. Um, and things. But just like imagine that. you're not like not like Steve Martin in Parenthood where you're going like the inner lower intestine and handing it over. I'm not like wildly talented at it, but I could pass for like your cousin's Mm -hmm. birthday, you know, your cousin's kid's birthday party. Mm -hmm. I could totally come in and do a few little balloon animals. And if they want firearms, you're also the person that could. Well, I could also make them an alien ray gun out of uh, balloon animals. I do know balloons. I do know how to do that. But also if they need something just shot, like they really shouldn't (laughs) ask me to do it because my aim is not good. But I do know how to shoot guns and Mm -hmm. can do it safely. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow I've never never shot a gun I don't know if I would ever I've done paintballing that's probably not shooting guns but you know you, well, you, you, you know, do what you do I've never paintballed so I don't really know how they compare but probably not it, wildly different other than the deadly really, aspect it's really sore because people will actually sh- you know shoot you with a paintball and you know they aim to to kind of really I suppose it's not they too much different kill. but 
you know, it's paint, you know, covered in paint and it's stuff that clashed with my outfit. So I was a bit, I was a bit upset about the whole, the whole kind of situation to be, to be kind of like perfectly honest. Um, what made you, <laughs> you're like, oh my goodness, what's he going to ask now? Oh gosh. What, what did you make for dinner last? No. Um, <laughs> a ravioli. What? Oh really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Was that um, ha- or completely handmade from scratch? Absolutely not. It came out of a package. <laughs> that I boiled in some water. I poured some mushroom pasta sauce out of a container into a pan. There you go. I heated them there both up. I combined them. There you go. Done. Good dinner. There you go. Excellent. And coming from all your major food groups as well. Mm. Um, but what made you decide to do the video stuff then? Things get dicey. How did that kind of come about? Yes, we're talking about oh, yeah. board games. We're 40 oh, wow, minutes we in and it. we're talking about board games. We're like games. some there other podcast go. that takes a long time to get to board games. <laughs> um, <laughs> who shall remain nameless? Um, yeah, so I had been playing board games for a while, a good while, mm. you know, um, like, I guess like seven years or six years or something and was yeah. watching, you know, other board game content, just reviews and stuff and thinking like, wow, it's just a lot of dudes doing this. And, um, I had attended my first convention and was like, really thought it was going to be more like, I really thought this is naive. Maybe I thought it was going to be like 60% dudes, 40% women. Like I really thought mm. it was going to be. And I looked around and I was like, oh, there's actually, it might be more like 80-20. That's, huh. But I know that women play board games because our gaming group is like half and half, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. so I just started thinking, man, wouldn't it be nice to just see more women, just be more visible in the hobby? Because we're here and I want, I don't want other women to like go to an event and see 20%, you know, this 80-20 split and think, oh, well, maybe I don't feel like I belong. I don't know. So I was just started thinking about like, is there something I could do mm-hmm. to be more visible? And I thought, well, I don't want to do reviews because like who i don't have some journalistic background plenty of other people are already doing reviews like why would anyone care what i think about a game yeah yeah. so so i'm not gonna do that but you know what i do do is comedy i like comedy and (laughs) i'm married to someone who is a cinematographer and we could like make some stuff like we're in hollywood i have a friend who can do sound we know people who can you know it was like what if i just i mean we make jokes about board games all the time what if i just do some little sketch videos that are jokes about board games um and actually to be fair at first i thought i was just going to shoot them on my uh, uh iphone yeah and my husband when i was starting to set it up uh he went i'm sorry you will do no such thing I know how to work a real camera. I'm going to make these look good. They look good because of him, because he knows what he's doing. Um, it's, how, <laughs> and now how dare you? He can't get out of it now. He, now he's yeah. like, I guess this is because th- I'm like, we can't go down in quality now. So now you have to help me every weekend when I need to shoot another one. <laughs> um, you must be loving that. Yeah. But then, I mean, I know you say, I know, you know, you said um, because what about board games you know funny sketches about board games it's like oh like you know nobody would think about doing that but nobody kind of did i mean i i mean if i go down and if i look at say 
you know, if I look at the kind of the media that's kind of going out there, mm-hmm. there's a lack of. Um, it's. I don't think it's about a lack of rea- variety. I think it's about a lack of confidence in somebody just running mm-hmm. with something. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass here because you know, but you get like somebody like Christian, you know, Christian mm-hmm. Kang as well. But I don't. I think that there's always a kind of thing. Well, where do we start? And and I also think it's like, is an idea funny? Because to, to get a funny idea is the most difficult thing in the world. And there's a number of times that I've went, oh, I'll do this and this will be really, really funny. And then what I do is I spend, I I do it five times and then I go, actually, this isn't funny at all. And and sometimes you just got to like run with something. Sometimes Mm -hmm. when somebody puts out a Kermit the Frog you know, soundtrack, you have got to step up and be that Sometimes Miss Piggy. Sometimes you have to. You have to you just silence ha- those naysaying voices in your mind and just like mm-hmm. do it because the world needs you. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> whether they think they need Miss Piggy singing It's a World Over World or not, we, 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 you can find out because I'll put a link in the show notes. So there you go. It's a real thing. And they're going to be like, what are they talking about? Is he actually being self-serving just now? It's like, yes, yes. I yes, I am. Well, it you is just your have show. To, I you think just you have, get to be. I, I think completely, Paula, that's, that is, yeah, that's very, 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 very true. But going back to it, though, not a lot, there's not an awful lot of variety in board game media. And I don't know if, I think people try to do reviews and they try to do reviews differently. Mm-hmm. So you get like no pun included, mm-hmm. and you get like your shut up and sits mm-hmm. downs, um, but you very rarely kind of get somebody just going. I'm just going to try and be funny. Here's the subject kind of stuff, and then, but I mean, are you very kind of shoot from the hip when you get an idea? Are you kind of like, let's just do it. Let's just get it done. I mean, how quickly do you have like a whole pile of ideas lined up, oh, or well. are you generally? <laughs> you know yeah so i have a whole bunch of ideas whenever i think i have like a note in my phone mm. or whatever whenever i think of something i jot it i go oh that might be that's a joke maybe that mm. there's a sketch there and i write it down and then later i go huh because some of them i go this is sometimes it's just like a funny idea but there's no you go but what is the joke how do we sustain mm. this over two minutes mm. you know is it more than just 30 seconds of me saying a joke once and then being done um, and some things don't have legs. They can't be sustained. Um, yeah, yeah. But some things can. And so then I go through those ideas and I go, okay, well, one, what can we feasibly shoot? <laughs> you know? Oh, and, yeah. And because some ideas are just like really complicated and maybe we aren't going to, maybe it's going to take more work to actually produce it. And some are simpler. And so then I try and go through and it depends on how much time I have ahead of time. You know, it depends on where I'm at in the season. You know, we've kind of broken up the way we release things get dicey into seasons because like you're saying, it is hard to come up with jokes all the time and I will get burned out. Yeah. And I need that time. I need a couple months in between to just like play games because I don't honestly often have time to actually play games when we're making the videos about the games. There's no time because it takes all my time to write and shoot and edit and upload and deal with social media comments and things like that um (laughs) which is a job in its own um but yeah so sometimes i'll like i'll write a script and it's like one or two passes on the script and we're ready to go and we can shoot it that Mm -hmm. weekend and then i'm working on it and sometimes like i have a script i wrote 
probably like eight months ago that we haven't shot yet that I'm still not quite happy with that, you know, eventually I'd like to be able to do it, but the, the last joke isn't right yet and haven't quite figured it out. So it, it kind of depends on the sketch, really, how it works and how quickly it goes. Um, and then sometimes, too, like my sense of humor is sometimes a little weird, is sometimes a little non sequitur. And so I'll write a thing and then I'll show it to uh, Lawson, my partner, and he mm. might not get it because we have different senses of humor. So then there's that negotiation of like, okay, well, how do we change this joke so that we both get it or so that more people will get it instead of just me getting it? Because sometimes <laughs> what I think is funny, no one else thinks is funny. So there's that too of mm. that like collaboration Guilty. and figuring out, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, I mean, a lot of work goes into it and we do a lot of takes you know it's we don't just like do one take of everything and shoot it it takes us a whole day to shoot a video usually um do you do you ever i mean do you ever um think about and i'm getting there my brain is kind of working away trying to get these words so they come out my mouth correctly rather than just like some kind of strange ramble otherwise i'll just regurgitate my recipe for carbonara and we'll be going nowhere (laughs) but um have you ever thought of kind of like making people more aware of the actual process that you go mm-hmm. through? Because one thing I'm very, very aware of is like we're talking, okay, and we're going to be talking, you know, we'll talk for however long it takes until you're just like, can you just let me go? <laughs> and um, But then after that, there will be the kind of the organizing of the files and putting the mm-hmm. files together and then there'll be the editing mm-hmm. and then there'll be kind of the soundtrack and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it all takes time. It might mm-hmm. take two hours. It might take three hours depending on the thing. In terms of video, one of the things I don't... I'd love to do more video, but I'm aware if I wanted to do more video, I would need to do less podcasting. Yeah. I can't... I can't justify to my um, to my wife. I can't justify to my wife and say, oh, I'm just about to spend another eight hours because it could mm-hmm. be that length of time kind of getting yep. stuff done. And I'm not sure if everybody appreciates the length of time it takes to kind of produce kind of content. But have you yeah. ever thought about actually kind of breaking down kind of like a scene and say right okay for this it took seven takes to do that it takes five takes to do this this whole thing kind of took a day just to because i think it gives people a sense of kind of like a pre- appreciation yeah yeah i maybe i actually thought about doing something kind of like that actually for my patreon if i'm honest hmm. mostly just to like be like hey Maybe it seems like I'm not doing anything right now. And I really appreciate the fact that you're supporting me, even though I haven't put a video out, but I am working. Here's what it Mm -hmm. looks like. I've thought about it kind of for that reason, but it is interesting because like I put out a little bloopers video a couple months back, like two months ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I had some comments on that where people were like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that you didn't just shoot them all in one go. And I'm like, you know, and so that was one way, I guessed sort of in a fun way show a little behind the scenes or the amount of work mm-hmm. or sometimes the amount of tries it takes to get me to get the line right. Um, yeah, or I could just be like, hey, I could like live tweet a shoot day. <laughs> hey, here's, <laughs> it's 9 a.m. We're talking about the script right now. It's 10 yeah, yeah. a.m. We're still talking about yeah. the script. It's 11 a.m. Yeah. We've started setting up the lights. It's 12.30. We just shot the first, you know, half a page uh, or, you know, eighth of a page of our script. Mm-hmm. Whoop, now it's time to take a lunch break. Ooh, it's two o'clock. We're now doing the, and then mean like, now it's 8 p.m. We're finally done and we're putting all the equipment away, you know. It might be an interesting way to 
share with me. And then it is like, and then you get into post-production. And um, I mean, I think I spend typically a full like 40 hour week editing um, because post-production is more than one. You have to go through all the footage. Like you're saying, you have to go through all the footage. And if I have 80 takes, which we might for a three page, 80 to 100 takes for a three page script, depending on the style of it and the kinds of shots we needed to get, I need to go through all the footage. I need to log it and make notes on it. So I know what it all is later. And then I need to start piecing together the rough edit. Then we need to do like at least two or three more passes on the edit to tighten it up and get it right and make the jokes work. Then it needs to be color corrected. Then it needs to have music figured out. Then it needs to have the audio mix cleaned up. Then it needs to have captions made. Then it needs to be exported. Then it needs to be uploaded. Then it needs to have a description written in YouTube of the upload. But the upload took two hours because it's a three-minute video that is also an HD. You know, it's like, it's, <laughs> I'm usually up till two in the morning the day before a video comes out just dealing with final renders and uploads. Yeah. It yeah, it's a lot. That sounds, but also you know, I just love it so much. <laughs> I was like, this sounds like I hate it. I don't know if you're saying that for yourself or if you're saying that for everybody out here, it's but mostly, occasionally you're just like this. <laughs> uh, if I if I do, um, I'll usually record shows back to back. I'll pick mm-hmm. one night and then I'll get like two three people on at once. But then you've got to say, well, I got to Have I just repeated myself? Have mm-hmm. I just used the same joke? Have I just used the same thing? And I, I, you know. And oh, my brain, it's just, you know, it's just one of those, one of these kind of things. Um, The reaction, the reaction video to Rodney Smith doing <laughs> the box flip. Because I, the only reason I was aware about Rodney doing his box flip was seeing your reaction video. <laughs> now, <clears throat> because just the, and, it, and I was wondering how much was that planned and how much was that just this is because it was very quickly kind of, yeah. you know, hi, I'm near a mm-hmm. box kind of thing. And how much was that just, you know, you and Kiki sitting down and just going, let's get something on camera. You've had the wine. I've had the wine. <laughs> it's so very yeah. good. It's the second one. So this this video, which we laugh about because we were both like, this is a video that we've made that has probably gotten the most views of almost anything we've done. <laughs> and so when we did the least plan, like this is an exception to my rule of what I was just saying yeah. about the amount of prep and work it takes. We literally, Kiki like texted me and was like, do you want to just come over and make a video about this? We would need to like mm. upload it tonight. I was yeah. like, yeah, let's just do it. Yeah. So I came over and we threw around some ideas and then we just... Did it. did it and we like yeah. we didn't have a script we just improvised everything that we did and then legitimately tried to flip boxes and and all of that is pretty real all the box flipping and then just sat down together and like cut it together really fast in a way that we thought maybe would be funny and then uploaded it <laughs> so that I'm is just... very different from our my normal process and i was like man wouldn't it be nice if making videos was always as easy as this just like that easy <laughs> i'm just wondering the whole um the thing where you're just both sitting there going, but it's it's hot, isn't it? Yeah, it's so hot. Was that just ad-libbed? Or did you- <laughs> yeah, we did. I think there may have been a discussion right before. It was like, what if we said this? Or we did it once and then cracked yeah. ourselves up and we're like, no, that's what we need to say. Let's do another take of that. So yeah, we, yeah, yeah that was ad-libbed. <laughs> and the bit about me being like, but you've already, we've had so much wine. I think I ad-libbed that, like the whole. I was just so funny. It was just the fact you're both in this, like, this is either going to go really, really well or it's going to end up in an absolute 
kind of yeah. disaster. And there was an awful lot of naturalness to it. But then you move on to um, one of the one of the ones that a, a lot of people like, and I've heard nothing but praise about, is where you're taking on the different personas of actual law mm. and, and mm-hmm. get Rodney and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. And that looked like it was from a logistics point of view and from a take point of view and an intense, a labour intensity point of yeah. view. That looks like it was in the, you know, it was on the line. I can't even see the line. You know, the line is a dot kind of thing. I mean, that looks, I mean, I think Nick was, Nick was involved. Yeah, Nick Murphy. Um, Nick was involved in was that in one. that one with me. Um, and helped on set. He's so great because he'll come over sometimes and he'll be in a sketch, but then he'll also help on set. And it yeah. makes every, my life, it just makes everything go faster to have another pair of hands mm. to like set up a light or set up some props or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, that one was definitely a ton of work. I think it took us a whole day to shoot it. Um, wow. I had to organize and then prep for it. I had to figure out what I was going to wear to be each person and then yeah. get it. Some of it I already owned. I already owned the Kiki outfit. I already owned the Rodney Smith stuff. And I already owned the Matthew Jude clothes. Except for the hat. I think I had to buy the hat. But I had From the glasses store. and I had the, um, I had the plaid shirt already. Um, but I had to get a black you- hat. Well, you know you can get it from matthewjude.com forward slash store. And if you put in the code I am Bigfoot, you get an extra ten percent off. So we'll put that we'll put that in the we'll put that in this put that in the show notes. But I mean did you did you get the kind of the Eureka moment where you kinda of went, This this is work, this is work, this has worked really, really well. were you aware that it was gonna kinda be as kind of well received as it was i honestly i didn't know because there was part of me we were a little worried when we were making it we were like is this too inside baseball you know like Hmm. will people understand these references and will anyone Hmm. because of some of our other videos that had done well up to that point were ones that you could also sort of apply to other hobbies not just Hmm. board games and i was like this is only about board games and it's only Hmm. about media people in board games no one who is into board game no one who isn't into board games is going to get or appreciate this in any way mm-hmm. um so we weren't sure we i was like i think it's funny i think it will be fun i hope it will appeal to the people who watch these v- other content creators and maybe those content creators will share it and will mm-hmm. get more eyes on it because they're being parodied in it but I didn't know how it would be received. Um, And I was pleasantly surprised when people seemed to like it as much as they did. And also to an extent, some people have been like, oh, I watched that, but you had a couple of people that you parodied who I didn't know who they were. So then I went and looked them up and I was like, that's Mm -hmm. also like really cool. That puts more eyes on like a girl's game shelf, you know, or anything else, you know, then that's awesome. I've kind of word um round the campfire is that you're now up to eating at least fifteen meeples a day. Yes. By the old throwing them up and in, mm-hmm. into your mouth. I mean, are you are you seeking any kind of help in order to get over that? I don't think well, I need seems to become a dependency. Help. I think it's actually it's a it's an achievement, I think. Uh, um so I've kind of heard that to, you kind of get a bit of a rational when you don't have your kind of your meeples I get on it. hangry you know what you know <laughs> and that's just because of a low blood sugar thing so yeah like I need those 15 meeples and tomorrow I, it might I might need 16 of them 
<laughs> and that's fine. Look, I'm not calling you out on this. I'm just saying to you that if, you know, um, that maybe if, you know, you've got to be comfortable with where you are in terms of your, your meeple intake. And I'm comfortable. Um, I'm real comfortable. With okay. My meeple intake. I, was just, I don't think okay. anything needs to change. I don't think I have a problem. I, I just, you know, I, I did I was just, the other day get a splinter though in the back of my mouth, which was <laughs> an issue. <laughs> it must be interesting if you would go to the dentist to get checked out and they say, look, there's a big red wooden thing at the back of your mouth. It's just fine. It's just dissolving. In here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yes, no, let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's meant to be there. <laughs> You've actually got sepsis in the roof of your mouth from the scraping. <laughs> What's funny is, you know, you eat a meeple in one video. And suddenly it's like your thing. You have now it's like literally every sketch I go, but how can I eat a meeple in this sketch? Does it work? Is it too much? Is it too much? Okay, we won't do it in this one. But I literally now try and figure out how I can work it into everything if possible. Day to day life, going to the store, walking outside, looking at the garden, meeple in the mat, you know, yeah, just yeah. yeah. I there's rumors. I'm just saying I I don't want to embarrass you, that's all. I just I just I'm not ashamed. I just can it's apparent. I see you juggling them just now on camera. It's amazing. Um, but um, going going forward, um, do you want things get dicey to continue to grow? I mean, if you know, if people say, "Oh, well, we could," this could be like almost like a semi kind of career opportunity for you. Would you like it to do that, or do you like the fact that you're still in control? It's still very much kind of like the. The part of the hobby, it sounds like you're obviously enjoying yourself mm. and everything like that, doing the creation side of things. Like, I'm never going to get cast as a hard-boiled detective in an actual, like, movie. Like, very yeah. unlikely. But I got to do that myself, mm. and I got to be like, oh, I could do this. I can play this. Or something silly where I dress up as the old board game geek mascot. You know, like, <laughs> that's really fun that I get to, like, be like, I'm going to do something really dumb. And then I get to just do it. Um, so I don't know. It's tricky because I do. I would love it if things get dicey was a thing that was that thing that was how I was making a living off of performing. Mm. Yeah. But it is tricky because that other side of the coin is like right now when it's just me just doing it, I can do whatever I want and I can do it at whatever pace I want. I, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put a lot of pressure on myself for my release schedule, but technically I am the one setting that release schedule. And when mm -hmm. it becomes something else or when other people get involved or you're getting compensated for it in some way, it does change how I'm able to approach it. It's not just me and what I want anymore. Um, but also it's a lot of work and it's cool when I do get compensated for that work. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, you know, no. it's it's tricky. It's a tricky balance. Um, yeah. I feel like it's Could kind of a careful what you wish for sort of scenario, but I guess we'll just see what happens. <laughs> Could you sit around and not create? I mean, could you just be the person that sits, you know, reads and stuff? Because, you know, you've got, you've got like, um, you've got this, you've got Death by Monsters as well, mm -hmm. which we haven't even touched on because Matthew's going to be flipping his hair, <laughs> waving it back and forth, you know, yeah. like an angry Bigfoot. That he is. We know your secret, <laughs> Matthew. We know, we know your, your secret. secret. We know you're deflecting onto Nick as well and saying he's prime suspect, but we know it's you. Mm -hmm. God damn it. <laughs> and um, 
but you've got that you've got the the youtube reaction stuff that you were doing with yeah. you know in relation to doctor who mm-hmm. and you've also the star trek stuff mm-hmm. and you've got the improv stuff so <laughs> are you one of these people you get kind of itchy twitchy if you're kind of like going well i yes i know i could be finishing off you know the box set of the oc but on the other side of things yeah. i've just had a really good idea for you know this kind of thing yeah exactly i can't one, I have a hard time saying no to things. Um, mm. But yeah, it is hard. I want to be doing something. Even when I am like in downtime, I'm like, I'm just going to yeah. watch a bunch of like the great British Bake Off today. I'm like probably mm. while I'm sitting and doing that, I'm like knitting something, you know, yeah. or I'm like my mm. hands need to be busy or I need to be making something. Um, yeah, I, I just like it. And yeah, I guess it, it it is very... I've always been a person who's kept my schedule really busy mm-hmm. to a fault, I think. I One thing I've been thinking about a lot this year is how do I find a little more balance in that um, because I should be able to have like a weekend. I should feel like I can take a weekend and relax. I really want yeah, that yeah. in my life. Um, yeah. But it is hard. It's hard to take that time off. And like you said, I do. I get... I get itchy. I get anxious. I'm like, well, I'm not doing anything, so I should be. I should be making something. I should be doing a thing. I, Do you feel guilty about that then? If you're not, sometimes because my yeah. br- my mm-hmm. brain works. You know, I'll be sitting there kind of watching a TV show, and I'll be like, oh, but I I've got this review to write, and I really should be writing this review. Or I'm sitting there playing my play, PlayStation 4 for an hour and I'm like, oh, I really, you know, I have to, um, I should be kind of checking that audio and, and, and editing it for this kind of show. And sometimes I get that. Mm-hmm. But then, like you said, sometimes I've just got to sit down and go, look, I need because there's a lot of, in- there's a there's a lot of intensity in planning and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it, it if you don't take, it's almost like, oh, I've taken a hobby and <laughs> turned it into a job yeah right stupid boy um but then i also need the kind of the downtime as well which is kind of like a strange a kind of a strange kind of yeah situation to be in i try and remind myself that like the downtime is productive in its own way because your Mm -hmm. brain really does need that time to think about something else to have a good idea about the thing you need to get done and if you aren't allowing yourself the downtime you're you're doing a disservice to how good the work you're putting out actually can be but mm-hmm. it's hard to remember that. It's hard to remember that the downtime is just as productive as the like productive time. Um, yeah. 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 Somebody said to me that like um, it's like working out. If you do like a hundred, you could do like a hundred push-ups a day. But if you do a hundred push-ups a day for like three weeks, you'll end up doing more damage than if you kind of miss you miss out a couple of days because mm-hmm. you're not giving your body kind of chance to kind of relax yeah. and and repair itself, which is when exactly. the muscles actually like get made, get made. Ex- that's the yes. scientific way that, of talking about it. That right? is my, <laughs> that's my mantra. <laughs> I, you know, it's just, I've been maybe waiting for the last seven years for the muscles to <laughs> kind of get made and, 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 and kind of, and kind of turn up. Um, what, what is your kind of your start? What is your what was your dream role? I mean, if you could, if if you could have anything, I mean, if you were like say, well, you know, for me, Christopher Nolan film. If somebody stuck me in a Christopher mm. Nolan film, if Christopher Nolan knocked on the door and said you could be the annoying Scottish person in my next film, I'd be like, sign me or um, title Wahiti. 
mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. But what about yourself? This is not about me anymore. What about you, <laughs> Um, gosh, if there was a world where I could ever play Eponine in a Broadway production of Les Mis, I would love that. Um, I want to be in a Western, but I don't want to be like a saloon girl. I want to be like the, like, uh, you know, the the woman who's also like, you know, like a Calamity Jane type. Um, yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Whip crack away. Whip crack away. <laughs> Whip crack away. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, like TV show wise, anything that's like a, like a Greg Daniels or like a Lorne Michaels, you know, style, mm. um, like type comedy, I would. Oh, yeah, those are real good. I'd kill for something like that. Stuff like that, I'd be super into. But really, just anything. If you have a job, if you have like an acting job that you would like me to perform, I would love to do that for you. So, I mean, I, I, I'm sure casting agents—they're a big part of our audience. They're listening. They, you they're know, listening I, I get right told now. all the time that you know, I get <laughs> casting agents all the time messaging me on the show and saying. You know, you just bring these people that are either doing Kickstarters or they're content creators. You know, when are you going to bring on us some? <laughs> when are you going to bring some real acting talent to the place? And, and the like, question okay. still is, when? When will it happen? Oh, oh well, when? You know, you know. And the, and the thing is, they're saying, and we need somebody who can who can catch a meeple in their mouth at fifteen feet. Wow, that's what there's. I'm. That's I, me. I, it's me. I, Today's I, the day. It's that, happened. I, I, I'm gonna make some calls and send some <laughs> send some emails and and stuff like that. Um, if people want to find you on the internet webs, where can they find you on the internet webs? Oh gosh, well, it depends on what what they're interested in. Uh, for board game stuff, if you go to YouTube and either type in my name Paula Deming D E M I N G, my channel's under my mm-hmm. personal name, so you can find my stuff there. Or if you go into that search bar on YouTube and type in "Things Get Dicey," you'll find it. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Things Get Dicey for board game related shenanigans. Uh, a lot of other things get posted to my personal Twitter, which is at Paula Deming. Again, that's D-E-M-I-N-G. Uh, also, <laughs> because it's two M's. A lot of people think it has two M's, so I spell it. But also, well, I, I try and differentiate between the M and the N, you know? So, that's that. Uh, I make a fiction podcast that is a rom-com called Deck the Halls with Matrimony. Do you like holiday Christmas movie, like holiday romance movies, like a Hallmark Channel Christmas movie is what I'm trying to say. You yes. might like listening to this. It is that for your ears. You can find that Deck the Halls with Matrimony, uh, Sasquatch Radio, spelled sass like sassy. Um, uh, that's uh, on Twitter. And uh, also I make this other podcast. I do so many. Oh, my God. I, I should stop listing all the things that I do. Uh, Death by Monsters. Oh. Yes. Do you like monsters, mysteries, and the unknown and a comedic take on that? Do you want to hear board game people talking about not board games? Listen to Death by Monsters. That you can just type it in, deathbymonsters.com. All the things are on the website. I react on YouTube to <laughs> it's so stupid. I do too many things. I have a reaction series. I watch I'm watching Doctor Who for the first time and I'm reacting to it. And then also Star Trek The Next Generation, which is one of my favorite shows, and my friend is reacting to that with me. That's on the YouTube channel, The Gallifrey Gals, which is a Doctor Who reference that I now know and understand. 
<laughs> I'm going to be done. I think I do other things, but they're not worth talking about. <laughs> I would just, you know. It's too much. Um, if, if the space in the podcast notes allow it, we will make sure that we put all those links. Oh, I'm also part in- of this game is broken now. <laughs> 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 Which I do keep forgetting about. Wow. So there's that. Richard, Matthew's going to be so happy. He's going to be so, so delighted. He's going to be listening along and going, just mention this game is broken. That's all you need to do. Just mention Speaking it once. Speaking of Matthew Jude, he and I also, yeah. I just remembered another thing I do with Matthew. What's that? Uh, What's that? We stream board games. So we are on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, if you go over to the Gen Con TV Twitch channel on Wednesdays, Matthew Jude and I play board games together on that channel. We use, we don't live near each other, so we can't actually yeah. play them in real life. Um, but we use Tabletop Simulator and Tabletopia, those sorts of things. And you can watch us get mad at each other while we play board games. That That's is worth officially the, price the of last admission thing. Alone. That is officially. It's not one more thing. I'm not going to say anything. I else. was thinking it was the Spanish Inquisition for a second. <laughs> I was thinking we about Matthew and thinking, oh gosh, I have podcasts. to mention how we play games together too. You have See, to Matthew, mention. We're not going to mention his secret. We're not going to mention Matthew's um, Sasquatchian secret. No, 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 of course not. We aren't going to blow that story out uh, yet. It's not not time. The time's not right. Not yet. Not until this episode goes live, and then it's going to be exposure time, Jude. Exposure time. Um, Thanks very much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Let me just ramble on about all kinds of things. Oh, it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Um, I'm just going to say, everybody out there, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, Go to the internet web, search for We Are Not Wizards, and you'll find us in all the different places and bases and stases with faces. Um, yeah. And if you like what you've done, if you like what you've listened to, then if you like what you've done, if you, do you like what you've done, look at it. <laughs> look at um, what you've done. <laughs> look at what do you've like done. Do you like it? If you like if you like what we've done, then consider telling somebody else who knows how to talk properly, <laughs> considering they've done about 400 episodes of a podcast, The Damn Fools. If you like us even more, drop over to Apple Podcasts and drop us a rating or a review, because um, that's nice, apparently. Um, there is only two more things to do. You see, as he's holding up three fingers. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the first thing is to remember that we're many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Paula? We are absolutely not wizards, unfortunately. What? <laughs> and the um, and the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from the um, the f- you know we're almost there, ninety nine percent, ninety nine point five percent, but the final tragic disappointment that is Paula Deming. Say goodbye, Paula. Goodbye, goodbye, everyone. <sighs> seething and it's goodbye <laughs> from me remember uh, stay safe stay at home roll sixes make something awful and until the next time check out um, the Gallifrey Girls uh, this game is broken uh, the Twitch thing um, <laughs> all the videos and things get dicey um, a cuddly toy um, two packets of crisps um, <laughs> several pints of lager and, and some juice but until, until the next time uh, goodbye <laughs> Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> and we're clear. Just stop. Bye. Just bye. stop. I'm still recording. Stop. Bye, bye.
bye. Stop. Can I be done now? Can stop. I stop saying bye? Richard, can I stop saying goodbye but now? Stop. Please, just, please. Just stop saying bye. <laughs> just bye. Goodbye. Finish. A wizard is never linked. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Mm -hmm.